They say all men are created equal. But if you know the big dogs, you know that that ain't true. Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Flegel, big dog. Ball talk. Jordan, it's a, it's a new day. It's a new year. Same us. Again, uh, we're staying consistent with the openings and the intros. Maybe we'll have a, uh, maybe we should do like a, we should do a cool thing, like a, like a real, like a real rub, like kind of back and forth. We could do uh, like a little song and dance for every episode. Everyone looks forward to it, sings along with me, uh, instead of just, okay. uh, you know, spitting out some kind of random thing, first thing that comes to my head. Though, uh, so, <laughs> that has been more That's, so the longest tradition. Yeah, because that's what I do at the end, and uh, mm-hmm. I think it's no. Like, what do you? No, those are things you like. say all the Sorry. time. All yes. your two hundred plus things. Y- you're right. Slash I, questions, slash statements. But they're all things that yeah I've said before. You know, at least a few times. But um, mm-hmm. but but yeah, I mean, uh, we could do that. I mean, there's you a lot of things it. we've actually been going for. I've been thinking about. We've been going for long enough now that there's things that like are so far in the past that I barely remember. But we used to do. Remember, we had a segment matt's rant or something like that uh very yep. early on that just became just we just we just started doing that anyway yeah it's just, just, it just happens it. anyway so like, this doesn't need to really be a segment um but mm-hmm. uh but yeah it's been a uh, been a few years uh big dog ball talk we're uh we're growing mm-hmm. up uh it's 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 cool please fucking follow us at big dog ball talk please <laughs> i'm begging you please please uh but you can't you stop want. fucking around I don't here really fucking uh, care i care i'm simping here uh, simping for the follows, but uh, you know, if you, I, I think some NBA players might want to start simping for some NBA All Star votes. Jordan, first ballots have been returned. Uh, we, we've got the Florida ballots; they're they're all included. Uh, very topical joke. Yes. Uh, this is a uh, you know, of all the years, like we, this, we're going to be doing uh, you know later on a few weeks uh, down the road. Jordan and I will be giving out our NBA All Star picks. Uh, always some controversial ones in there. Uh, both of us have our own criteria, uh, and uh, you know, it gets, gets a little wild. Gets a little heated, uh, you know, when it comes to you know who's the best of the best, who deserves to be in this kind of a game. Uh, yeah. But Jordan, this one, I feel like usually when we see the fan ballots, the first thing we do is start whining and talking about how much we think that the fan vote is stupid because people don't take it seriously. They vote for fucking Derrick Rose and <laughs> uh, you, you know Zaza Pachulia as the Georgian voters, all this shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, there was always that controversy. First returns. This is actually pretty impressive. Everybody, this is pretty realistic. Like, I think, honestly, the farthest stretch out of anyone here, uh, like, if I really want to nitpick, is probably Austin Reeves at number 10. Clay Thompson at number 9 as well for, uh, uh, for yeah. West Guards is uh, yep. is, is pretty yucky. Uh, but other than that, I mean, man, like, I, I'm, I don't, I'm pretty happy with where it stands as of right now. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, right now in the Western Conference, uh, the starting guards would be uh, and, and also, this is only the, the fan vote again because of that whole Zaza Pachulia thing I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, if you uh, didn't know, the All Star format: fifty percent fan vote, fifty percent uh, is the assistant coaches vote. Uh, and so right now, the the fans have it as the Western Conference guards: Luka Doncic, Stephen Curry, and uh, the the Western Conference front court: LeBron, Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic. Uh, over on the East, Eastern guards: Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lillard. Front court: Giannis, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum. Uh, but yeah, Jordan. I mean, for, first impressions on this man. Like, do, do you have any anything that you're kind of puzzled by, or do you think the fans kind of got it right? Yeah, I mean, I I think I agree with you. Honestly, when I was looking at these, I was kind of like, well, this is kind of boring. There's no one for me to even be uh, to really yell about uh, or or mm-hmm. be be that shocked about even. So, um, yeah, I mean, good on good on the voters, I guess. I mean, there's a few in here. The ones you mentioned. Should John Morant really be at seven uh, at this point? Uh, dudes play Fair, maybe yeah. five games, but I mean, it's not not like he's not deserving. 
um, you know, based on his. You make the same play. case, uh, you know, Lamelo Ball, uh, not not too many yes. games played, but for quite a while, he's number seven over there in the East. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but you know, as you look around, yeah, it's 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 not it's not too bad. I mean, you you've got Victor Wembanyama in there, another uh, understandable one, but you know, wouldn't wouldn't say that you know the the eighth most voted player, uh, you know. Uh, should be someone on, on a team as bad as, as the Spurs this year, but it's, it's victory. He's Fair. got the hype around him. So it's like all these things. Hey, I mean, getting... Kuzma's over there in the ninth in the, yes. West, uh, in the Eastern conference, uh, you know, very comparable. Yes. Um, but, but again, it's like, I, I also don't even want to fully make these arguments because this is what the fan vote is for. It's for it again. It's not to actually get someone like, you know, the Zaza Pachulia's and those ridiculous uh, names that, you know, no one should actually be taking seriously, you know, into the actual starting lineups of these games. But, Part of the all-star whole mystique is that it's not just about how good you are. Like that would be kind of boring if we just gave all the power over to the assistant coaches. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 uh, about star power as well, and you know, influence and stuff. And that's why you see some of some of those guys that I mentioned, you know, on here, and some some guy like someone like Steph, who you know, the Warriors have been having a weird season. He's been good, but not uh, not great. I would say he's put together a few stinky games, but he's mm-hmm. holding steady there in in uh, second spot in the West. Um, you know, above SGA, who I think no one would argue Steph's been better than SGA uh, this year, no especially chance. especially considering how good the Thunder have been. But again, you know, it's it's a uh, in some ways still a bit of a popularity context, and Steph is w- still one of the most popular players in the game. So, you mm-hmm. know, all in all, I'm yeah, I agree with you. I'm happy with how it's it's shaken out. I mean, still still uh, LeBron and Giannis leading. I think that's been a few years uh, now that that that's been true. Yep. Uh, you know, that as the two most popular guys, um, they can think it was to... LeBron and Steph one or two years, then yes. Katie once it's LeBron against someone. Well, I, I, I think, yeah, I think it was LeBron and Steph, but since he's come over to the West, then it's yes, been yeah. honest. That's been the, the one in the East. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, who's, who's really horny. So maybe the, I hope this makes him feel yes. better. Uh, and if anyone uh, saw his comments after listening to the Pacers again, saying that uh, even when he's getting freaky, he's uh, thinking about uh, losing to the Pacers. So yes, uh, yes. But easily the horniest guy in the league, unforeseen freaky hours. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why the Bucks and Pacers have played each other approximately 25 times this season, but I mean, I'm not complaining mm-hmm. about it. They just keep going at it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, I think that's it. I'm, I'm also happy to see some of the younger guys getting some, some love. I'm look, looking at Shangun in, in seven, seventh place yep. there in the West. That's that, higher, that shocked me. That's way higher than I thought, uh, he, he would be, but again, well-deserved. He's, you know, been the best mm-hmm. player on the Rockets this year, um, on a, on a much improved team. Um, and, uh, and also similarly, uh, you know, front court guys who I was, kind of surprised to get love is bam out of bio who i think has been more deserving of all-star love um you know uh, at, at times in the past where people i think overlook him because he's not the flashiest guy but he's right up there at six so uh yeah interesting stuff i i, I i'm obviously going to be interested to see how this is going to change uh you know in, in the next return but the biggest glaring thing that i'm looking at because i've seen a lot of uh, like experts, uh, you know, starting lineup, you know, mock starting lineups for the all-star game recently. Scotty Barnes is in there somewhere. He's nowhere to be found. I need Raptors fans to uh, smash that button, get him in there because the he is very much deserving this year. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I'd like to see his name on here at, at, at the next returns at the very least. Yeah, no Raptors uh, to, nope. to be found here. Not even a Pascal Siakam as well. Which is uh, the first know, not, time not in a while, I think. Because even mm-hmm. the last few years, it's either been Fred or Pascal who makes this list at least. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, so it was a weird, well, weird sight. 
if you want to make the top 10, you just have to have like 100, 150,000 votes will pretty much get you into the top 10. I mean, yeah. uh, I guess the Eastern Conference front court, Paolo Bencaro is 163K. Yeah. Uh, that's really not that many votes. Uh, and I know yeah. there's a lot of Raptors fans out there. So I think, uh, you know, this again, now that the tides are changing, maybe guys are going to hit the polls. Uh, obviously, no one's going to be catching uh, Giannis Joel or Jason Tatum. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're a million uh, vote difference between Tatum and Butler at three yeah. and four. Yeah. Uh, so I think that pretty much the... Like when you see these returns, that's kind of the thing I always see is it's like, okay, well, this is just it. There's maybe one position that can be swapped. And when you yep. look at it right now, again, Nikola Jokic, number three in the Western Conference, Anthony Davis, number four, uh, 700,000, pardon me, uh, yeah, vote difference there. Uh, 400,000 uh, vote difference between Curry and SGA uh, and the two, three there uh, for the guards. But Eastern Conference guards, Damian Lillard, 955,000. Trey Young, 873,000. And then Donovan Mitchell, 624,000. I wouldn't count him out either. Yeah. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, well-deserved. Uh, looks like he's going to have the fan vote locked in there in the Eastern oh, Conference. Yeah. But between yeah. Dame, Trey, and uh, and Spida, the three of them could go back and forth. Uh, I think that right now it's a, it might be Trey's race to kind of pull ahead in here because uh, the Hawks so, are yeah. heating up, and we're, we're going to get to them a little bit later. But uh, yeah. it's nice to also see that you know maybe someone's going to you know sneak in there. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's the no defense bowl uh, for the backcourt for the yep. East. <laughs> uh, whoever you know, yeah, it looks like it'll be be Luca for sure. And then yeah, I mean probably Steph, but I I I don't know. Uh, maybe I, I I would like to see Shea get a whole bunch of Canadian support and maybe get get a starting nod yeah. there over Steph because he's so deserving of it. And I do mm-hmm. think Luca and Shea have been the two best guards in the West uh, by, and I don't think it's been that close this year, but, but no. whoever makes it in is going to have, yeah, easy pickings. Not that it matters anyway. It's the all-star game, but they're going to have easy pickings against whoever, whoever of those four you just mentioned, make it, uh, in the, in the East. But, but yeah, I'm glad, uh, that we're all on the same page that Tyrese Halliburton is, is fucking awesome. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and should be the, the, the number one guard, uh, out East at least. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it'll be, be interesting how it shakes out, but yeah, I, I, hundred percent. Uh, the, the only thing I care about is just to get some Raptor on here at some point. And honestly, after Wednesday, Wednesday night's win, uh, Emmanuel quickly, quickly might be the one to do it. Uh, because, uh, mm-hmm. Raptors were, seem were, to be fucking loving that guy. And, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, Oh, I'm horny for it. I'm spread, spread Eagle man for it. <laughs> oh, I'll do shit. anything for it, baby. Nice. Let's go. We're back. Right, well, we are so uh, back. The, I just, everybody I throw in the, the Raptors. We are so back. Mm-hmm. SGA uh, hit hit the votes for our, our Canadians, Raptors fans as well. Uh, you yep. know the big dogs out there uh, north of the border. Uh, get get quickly in there too. Uh, Scotty, Pascal, just throw a whole homers in there. Dylan Brooks, uh, we want all of them in there. We want all the Kelly Olynyk. Come on, Kelly Olynyk, no All Star nods. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, you guys don't remember Game Six? Uh, Kelly Olynyk knows what he's up. Uh, but. Let's take the, the mood down a little bit here, Jordan. Uh, talking about LeBron James there a little bit uh, in, the, in the all-star voting. His team, however, not doing so hot. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers dropping uh, their third straight here against the Miami Heat, 110-96 on Wednesday night. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. Uh, Jordan, this one is uh, is tough. You know, you're losing to a team that uh, you have a lot of history with. Uh, you know, like a team LeBron personally has a lot of history with. Uh, you know, great games across the board from some of these young guys on the Heat, like uh, Jaime Jaquez and Nikola Jovic. Uh, but at the end of the day, Jordan, even though the roster isn't great, and you know, we we, we kind of know we we like I, I I had high expectations of the Lakers coming in, but immediately you kind know, of we've seen that shell shock here, and you know, it just hasn't worked out the way the season people thought may work out. I mean, LeBron was bad, thirty eight minutes, twelve points, nine assists, and six boards. Like that's a horrible game for him. Yep, yep. Uh, this is uh, th- this is one that you kind of look at. You're going to want to get back down the road. 
But if you're anybody who wants to get it back, you got to be thinking Darvin Ham because uh, apparently that disconnect between him and the locker room already starting. Uh, and by locker room, they mean LeBron James uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, as much as I praise him, I think that he might be the, the greatest basketball player to ever lace him up and step foot on the NBA court. Uh, he's a coach killer. Uh, no oh, doubt yes, about it. LeBron has, has gone through a laundry list of coaches, both uh, very you know, deserved firings and some really not so much. Uh, shout out to David Blatt uh, after getting fired from going to the the, the finals uh, the year before. Yes. Uh, it, it's it's an insane you know repertoire that he has that he can just pull those strings. Uh, you know, uh, Rich Paul, uh, he's he's goaded in that sense as well, getting coaches fired. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but this this team, you know, if, if if Ham is losing the locker room with this squad, what what organization can you even you know run? Like obviously LeBron, that that's a wholly different story. But if you don't have fucking Cam Reddish. On your side, if you can't get Max Christie on your side, Jaren Van- <laughs> like a bunch of young guys, guys who have like barely any experience in the league, guys who have bounced around, journeymen. Like this team outside of LeBron and AD has zero pull, zero star power. So to me, if if this is actually extending past LeBron, like they're saying, that's bad. This is a really bad sign. And I mean, I I, I, I hate to say it, but yeah, I don't think Darvin Ham's really shown anything coaching wise that makes me think that you know he's really deserving of keeping his job with the expectations that were set coming into the year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he deserves credit for last year. The fact that they started so bad and turned it around and got to the, mm-hmm. to the conference finals. Like I think uh, you, you have to be at least a semi-competent coach to go and get that done. But uh, again, I think it, it's really hard to evaluate coaches uh, that you, with like LeBron teams, like because so much, so much of what happens on the floor goes through him. So much of the game plan, so much of, uh, you know, how you read a situation and, and, and sort of how the game plays out. It, it really does count come down to LeBron, just controlling the whole thing. The best, mm-hmm. the best controller of a basketball game. I'll give him that maybe ever just in terms of all, all the different aspects that he just, uh, can, can dominate. And it's still true today when he's 39 years old, I think he just turned 39, recently um but uh so so yeah it's it's hard to know how much credit to 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 give darvin ham but i do think he, you know uh, the the fact that he was able to keep that team together at all and and, and go on that run I, I i think that's that's good that bodes well for 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 him as a coach but but mm-hmm. this year yeah it seemed to be you know the, this whole losing the locker room thing from from the reports that you know that players don't really like the adjustments and the lineups and the rotations and things like that and and that's where i'm i'm I kind of feel for Darvin Ham because I'm I'm kind of like, okay, sure, yes, there's some there's some uh, you know criticisms you can level at him. Austin Reeves should probably just be starting the whole time, um, mm-hmm. and and you shouldn't be playing D'Angelo Russell as much. But if you if you bring Austin Reeves into the starting lineup, then your bench kind of goes to shit. Like he's kind of been the guy to come off the bench, bring some energy, um, and and I I, I kind of get why Darvin Ham has has done that, and he's really like I think to his credit a lot of times this year actually done a good job just kind of sticking with the guys who are performing well during you know in the moment rather than you know thinking about you know their their past resume or their their fucking uh you know reputation or anything like that like cam reddish uh, everyone was down on him he's had some good games this year and and, and darvin mm-hmm. has stuck with him because he's busting his butt on defense he's finally kind of learned that he can't just you know walk through these games um and and you know rely on his offensive uh you know his offensive firepower like he, he's got a to become a useful role player do the other little things and i think he's gotten better at that and darvin ham i think 
I think has rewarded him for that. Um, uh, you know, Torian Prince kind of same type of deal. I think he's put him in the right spots to succeed. Like, I just don't really know what Darvinham could have done that much differently with this Lakers team. Cause I think at the end of the day, the issue is they're just not very good. And I've been saying mm. that from the beginning, I mean, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are amazing. LeBron is still, uh, you know, at least a top 10 player in the league, maybe top five. Anthony Davis has actually been healthy and been, you know, for God's sake, even against the, the, in this heat game, 29 and 17 and six on efficient shooting. Um, I'm not questioning their, their top end talent. Um, but after those two, it's like, I, I said it right at the beginning of this year, when you're looking at Austin Reeves as your third of your big three, like that's, that's not a championship uh, level third guy to me. And then there's a huge yeah. drop off from him to everyone else, especially if you're looking at, you're starting at point guard being uh D'Lo, uh and then just a bunch of, of role players that, that kind of come and go. And, and like, uh, D'Angelo Russell was out. Rui Hachimura was also out against the heat. So, you know, you're, you're missing two guys, not to mention Gabe Vincent's going to be missing a lot of time here. Uh, supposed to be a big signing for them, but he wasn't even doing much, but with, you know, with those guys out, you're looking at a bench of Max Christie playing the most off the goddamn bench. Christian mm-hmm. Wood, who again, at, at yet another stop, a guy who I like in theory, but who just cannot put together uh, a consistent, uh, you know, stretch of any season just because he doesn't seem to be able to want to play any defense or do anything other than, you know, stretch the floor a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and then Jared Vanderbilt, the other guy you, you, you mainly played off your bench who literally is shooting less than 10% from three on the season. He doesn't take any luckily, but like, it's just hard to put out a guy, no matter how good he is as, you know, an athletic defender, uh, who doesn't stretch the floor at all. And then you're, you're staring at, uh, freaking Jaime Hawkes outplaying LeBron last night, who you could have taken, but you took Jalen Huchifino, who's not been good this year at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just 11% think that from three, just uh, the, the, the contributions that you can get out of this team, I just think are super limited. So I think in this case, I think Darvin Ham's being kind of unfairly, uh, looked at here. And I think the real frustration for LeBron and the Lakers on down, uh, the, the real source of it is just, yeah, this, this team's just not quite good enough. And, and I think, that being said, they have enough of these kind of pieces that they they might be able to swing a trade. And I think they should be going after someone like Zach Levine, uh, mm-hmm. if if possible. I mean, that's a lot of money to then bring on. Um, and and then pretty you, you shitty know, assets to return. Yes, yes. But at least you've got some players on decent-ish tradable contracts. None of them are that good, as I'm, as I'm you know, kind of explaining here. And, and you don't want to give up someone like Reeves. So it's going to be mm-hmm. tough, but... But um, I mean, I think that's your only option to try to explore that if, if you really want to win this year, because because, yeah, I, I, you know, you can nitpick about Ham's, you know, rotations, all his little things. But uh, at the end of the day, I just I, I don't think they're good enough. Well, uh, Jordan, I mean, we were talking about LeBron's uh, coaching history a little bit there. Yeah, LeBron well. James, Darvin Ham was his ninth coach there in the go. NBA. In uh, what is it now? Uh, this is his 20th season, I believe. Uh, 19th season. Either way, you're almost going through, uh, you know, a coach every other season. Yeah. Uh, only <laughs> two of them, only two of those nine coaches have not or were not fired. Uh, and obviously, Darvin Ham still has that asterisk on it. Uh, the only two uh, that were not fired under LeBron's tenure, Ty Lue and Eric Spolstra. Uh, Do you know who he tried to get fired? Do you, know who he tr- mm. Do you know who he tried to get fired in Miami? Eric Spolstra. He went to Pat mm-hmm. Riley, and Pat Riley was like, no, we don't do that here. So it, sh- it really should be 10. I think LeBron basically, and I'm sure he tried to fire Ty Lue. We just haven't heard about it. I think LeBron... 
Oh, 100%. Basically, I remember hearing reports that he was pissed after a year there. Because he just wants to be the coach at the end of the day. And fair enough, LeBron's maybe the best basketball mind we have. He might as well. Why can't he do the Bill Russell, player coach? 100%. Just do it both. He could probably pull it off. I'm not going to uh, lie. Like, it would oh be tough God. to do subs and stuff. But, I mean, yes. he, he would, if, you, if you gave LeBron the option, I think he might do it. Well, I think I think when he retires, he's going to be an owner, and then he's gonna, uh, you know, want even more basketball. He's gonna gonna become a uh, a head coach as well. He'll go and mm-hmm. coach his 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 Vegas team uh, and win a few more championships to add to the resume. I, I I don't foresee LeBron being able to stay away from basketball for that long. So so yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully he'll get his chance uh, uh, at 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 the coaching mill uh, at some point down the line. Because yeah, he he's been trying for a number of years. Well, uh, you know, Jordan, we're talking about a team that's uh, not doing so hot in the Western Conference, but, uh, you know, let's shift our focus. Let's start talking about a team that uh, has really started to heat up in the Western Conference, and that's the New Orleans Pelicans, man. Uh, Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, and of course, CJ McCollum. How can you forget him? Uh, a Mr. team full of, you know, scrappy guys, Mr. Collapse Lung himself. Uh, you know, a team that, you know, has, we, we said was kind of underperforming early on in the season, but, you know, they've really started to catch fire as of late. Seven and three of their last 10. They're on a four game winning streak, uh, you know, including taking down the, uh, the, the Western Conference leading Minnesota Timberwolves last night. Uh, this is a team that, again, we said they should be a lot better than they are. Obviously, with the Zion drama and, I, I, and all the other off court bullshit that was going on there, I think that that was really the biggest thing. And now that they've kind of, gotten quieter i feel like everything has just silenced over there because people just got everything out of their systems all their complaints uh you know that in-season tournament fiasco all is out, is out the window now and yeah. they've strung together some quality wins obviously you know beating the jazz uh by seven points uh, isn't anything really to brag home about but an 11 point victory over the timberwolves is uh, you know definitely something that you can look at and think you know that's an impressive win uh, you know, they, they've competed against some of the top teams in the league, and uh, we, we've seen them make some noise in the playoffs before, Jordan, and, uh, you know, these young guys are only getting better. So, I mean, when you look at the, the Pelicans as it stands right now, man, sixth seed in the Western Conference, uh, you know, what, what do you see their ceiling as? Oh, man, I, I think this is, like, one of the toughest questions uh, in the NBA. Like, they're one of the mm-hmm. weirdest teams to try to evaluate, uh, and, and they've had a really weird season. Like, the, I think the last time we talked about them was um, – uh, was it an in-season tournament game or was it? I, I, it was, yeah, the in-season was, yeah. tournament game against the Lakers, where they just looked awful, and Zion looked like he gave up, uh, and everyone, uh, mm-hmm. the, you know, the entire team played no defense, gave up like a thousand points in the paint, uh, and they just got mm-hmm. blown off the floor. Um, and so they've they've ha- and they've had a number of weird losses like that and stretches where they've looked like not inspired at all, and then they have the weirdest wins. Like I swear they've 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 racked up like multiple wins against the Timberwolves so far this year, uh, you know, and, yeah. and that's hard to do. Uh, and, 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 and they'll beat really good teams every once in a while. And, and as you say, recently, they've been uh, d- doing really well. Um, and, and even when I'm looking at them and, and how they win, I, I find it weird. Cause I, like j- just based on the amount of, you know, their, their, their top three guys on the offensive end, CJ uh, Ingram and Zion, that that's a lot of points they can put on the board. And then they've got, a really deep team of, of contributors that put points on the board as well. Mm-hmm. I would think they'd be good offensively. That would be kind of be their strength, but they're only 14th offensively and they're sixth defensively. I don't know how they're fucking sixth defensively because there's a lot of guys Herb who, Jones. Uh, well, yeah, it, it, I, I'm trying to, you know, make sense of it. I, I think Herb Jones is a, a, a huge reason why I think even the guys who aren't the strongest on that end, like Zion, like Jonas, uh, you know, when, whenever he's pulled out of the paint, I think they've all kind of, taken steps and, and bought in a little bit. Like, I think this, this group actually has some 
continuity, unlike a lot of other teams in this league. Like, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, and I think they're well coached by Willie Green. But I think another part of it too is they just have they have so many guys always rotating on the floor. Like, I that, this is the thing I like about them the most. They have one of the deepest teams in the league. I think they've just always got fresh legs on the court that can kind of chase guys around and they always have energy. And I think that's, that's a big reason why they're, they're, you know, where they are defensively um, just because they, they, they use a, a, a really long bench uh, and, and, and are always filtering guys in. Um, and, and so when, when they get everybody on that same page, which they've had more recently and, and they aren't dealing with injuries, like a slew of injuries, like they, they've, they've gotten Trey Murphy back, even though he missed the last game um, you know, they've, They've got Jose Alvarado back, who who was who was missing earlier. Uh, you know, wh- wh- when they've got all of their contributors, they're they're really tough to to handle because wh- whether you're dealing with the first unit or second unit, um, I'm trying to add it up here quickly. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys averaging ten points or more, and then you've got one guy averaging nine point three. Who are we? Uh, Mr. Matt Ryan, uh, love him. Um, but uh, you know, you you just <laughs> I, got, say, I don't even think I don't think he's even on the roster anymore. Where is he at? Because I, I was going to say, he might be on the G that? League team. Oh he was God, on the probably. Lakers. He was a DoorDash guy. He had a whole, uh, whole little, little flash in the pan spot. But but it is a sure? team that is deep and has a lot of scores. Yeah. It's telling me. Okay, that's weird because he's, he's giving me his fucking minutes and he's. Says he's averaging he's probably just based on the games. Twenty three minutes. Yeah, I guess you're right. Twenty three minutes. Oh, maybe. Yeah, okay. Maybe he was a fill in. So, sorry, Matt Ryan. I don't mean to uh, disrespect you here, but uh, but they, they they just got a really. Yeah. D- deep bunch that I, I, I think, again, they, there's been so many times over the last couple of years where it looks like they're going to hit their their ceiling in terms of potential, and then somebody goes down. Uh, CJ's lung, mm-hmm. lung collapses. Zion misses time. So I think finally they're able to, you know, the the, the front office, everybody's able to sort of been been able to evaluate this team as they are. Uh, and, 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 and yeah, they've, they've been balling out to their credit. Uh, in terms of their ceiling, it's 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 hard to say because like I, I I go back to that fucking awesome series against the Suns uh you know a few years ago without Zion when they they gave them uh you know everything they could could handle um mm-hmm. and I I I think if if you roll into the playoffs again with with again everybody healthy I, I think you'll kind of get that similar type of vibe from this team where I don't think they're gonna be really scared of anyone I think they're gonna be able to compete um. But I don't, I don't know if the team quite makes sense, sort of positionally, to actually get them over the top to get to like the conference finals or something like that. I think they could yeah. maybe win around. But these these teams that with depth that we that you, that you see succeed in the regular season often, um, where you know you you're you're relying on you know eight, nine, ten guys often to to really get over the next hump in the playoffs. You, you got to make a consolidation trade and get one more kind of better player in that starting lineup. Um, mm-hmm. And, and so I, I think they might be there, but I, I don't think they necessarily need to make any sort of move like that this year. I think they can actually for the first time, literally ever see what they have in the playoffs with their entire fully healthy roster, you know, knock on wood that yeah, they can yeah. see that this year and then see what they have to do. But I would say, you know, I, I I see them as a second round team, uh, even though the West is mm-hmm. super deep. I think they have the potential to do it. I could also see them losing in the first round. I think it's going to be tough because um, I think it's it's, it's also going to be tough. You know, no matter how good they do, there's so many teams above them that are uh, doing even better. I think it's going to be hard for them to get home court advantage in the first round. But um, I, I think they they you know if 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 you've got 
Brandon Ingram and Zion doing their thing. Like that's, that's a hell of a, you know, top scoring duo. So I, I think they could knock someone off in the first round, but they've got a, like a, a, a to me, a, a huge difference between their ceiling and, and their, their floor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of, I agree with you in that sense. Like, again, it'll be, in, I, I think that I'd like to wait to see what they all look like in the playoffs before I want to make any you know, huge statements here. But I will say just based on the regular season, at least, uh, or at least this season as it is, I would like to see them honestly kind of go for it a little bit. Cause I just feel like they're missing that it factor right now. Like CJ is great, but you know, is he really that superstar? Is he that lead guard that you need on a championship team? I'm not super convinced yet. Brandon Ingram, great score. You know, he, he's involved his game over the years. You know, no disrespect to him, but he's like a, a third fiddle, second act guy. And yeah. right now, Zion Williamson has not been that guy. He hasn't been the the big dog. He hasn't been the alpha. He hasn't been able to stay out there on the court. Like if Zion was playing at this insane elite all NBA level, then I mean, hell, I might think the Pelicans could get to the conference finals this year. But yeah. they, that's just not the fact. Like he and Ingram are pretty much a one A one B. And neither one of them at this point in time are good enough to be the number one guy on a deep playoff team. Uh, and like you've got amazing size, which means that you can pretty much beat anybody if you really just want to, you know, make it tough, make it ugly. So I, I like them in that sense. But I, otherwise, you know, they, they're still lacking a little bit of experience, a little bit of finesse uh, and skill sets there across the board. So, uh, you know, if you package up a couple of these young guys, you get one more all-star caliber kind of player you know, maybe you could make something happen. Or again, hey, uh, if you want to package up uh, Ingram or Zion in a deal and try and get a legitimate superstar, not that the the trade market is super hot right now, yeah. uh, but I mean, there, there's there are moves to be made on this team. I feel that could you know take them over the hump. It's just you know, do you want to sacrifice that depth and uh, youth that you're developing there? And also, do you really want to give up on Ingram and Zion when the, you know we're, we're we're still not really in the peak of their careers yet? And yeah. uh, you know, I, I think that you know. They, I, I would just hate for them to be caught falling asleep at the wheel in a sense where, you know, they, they let, they wait, they wait, they wait, and it just never happens. Nothing yeah. happens. And this happens to a lot of teams and it's not really the bad way to go. It's just, it's not, you don't want to be left thinking what if, and uh, you know, regardless uh, if things don't go well, you're going to be thinking that, but I think this team does have the legs to, you know, do something special. And uh, for a small market team uh, that doesn't happen often. So, I mean, Hopefully that I like, I like them. I think that, you know, if all things go well, like you said, they could get to the second round and, uh, you know, if Zion decides to turn into the, the superstar that, uh, you know, he was touted to be, maybe they could even get to the conference finals with this roster. But uh, I think that's probably a little bit unlikely with, uh, you know, some of those juggernauts at the top with uh, the Timberwolves, the Thunder and the, the Nuggets. But I, I wouldn't count out the Pelicans in a seven game series against a lot of teams in the Western Conference this season. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm really excited. Uh, yeah, to to see what what they do, and that that the health is the big thing, though the thing that they finally have mm-hmm. that they just have not had. So I really hope that can continue. Um, what what about uh, what about a Donovan Mitchell, Matt? If CJ McCollum was the the one hey. going out, because I don't think you play both of them. To, I don't think you'd want to play both of them together in the no, backcourt. No. But if you had that kind of swap, and then you'd obviously you know including a a couple of these other young guys. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you feel about that one? I feel like that could maybe work. 
I think that it could definitely work. I mean, you have Donovan Mitchell, and then you move maybe uh, Ingram back to his natural position, a small forward. So he's yep. kind of—I mean, him and him and Herb are just playing two and three, playing yep. the wing. Yep. Uh, but either way, you get uh, you know Zion and Ingram out there, and they can just kind of play a lot more off ball. You yep. let Donovan Mitchell handle all that uh, that playmaking, and then he can go and get you a bucket. Like he's a thirty point per game scorer in the past. Like we can see this guy, yep. uh, you know, go off uh, at any time. Would he fit their, you know, uh, their, their, their entire culture? We're not sure yet. Obviously, that, that that's always a, a speculative thing. But I, I like the idea. I think Mitchell to the the Pelicans would be uh, pretty electric. And uh, the the only thing that yeah again concerns me is just would he be able to share the rock enough to uh, you know uh, satiate Zion and uh, Bi's appetite on yeah. the court? Because uh, that that's the one thing when you have a guy like CJ, kind of like a Mike Conley, you're you've got a great game manager. He's not going to ruffle any feathers. He's not going to put his ego out there. You know your stars are going to eat, and he's going to play his role. But he's not going to go out there and win you a game in the playoffs. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, because it, it, with the Donovan Mitchell, you get someone like that in there too. I, I also like the idea of, of Ingram and Zion, yeah, more off the ball, whatever. But Ingram, like, if you looked at him, even with Team USA, Team USA over the summer, like, he he's more comfortable, clearly, with the ball in his hands. Like, he hasn't really mastered how to uh, play fully off the ball yet. Like, he, he's mm-hmm. – he, he, he likes it when he can run the pick and roll a little bit. He can get into his own shots. Um, and so that's something I think he needs to get better at. But but yeah, that's something someone like CJ, who's very much used to handling the ball a little bit, but then getting off of it, he he kind of works well in that regard. So, you know, I'm, I'm also a little bit hesitant to 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 break that up. But, but, but the, my other thing, too, is like you're looking at Ingram, Zion and Herb. It's like. Mm-hmm. Those guys, those those are three forwards, uh, and there's really only you know there's only room for for two forward spots on the court at any given time, or you're sliding one of them, as you said, kind of to the to the to the two basically. Um, and and I don't think Zion, you know, Zion as a center really uh, you know is is ideal in a you know a lot of the time. So it's kind of I'm looking at the Pelicans too positionally, and it's kind of like a you know, and, and OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam situation a little bit there. It's like, these are three guys, do they necessarily work or, or would we be better off choosing one of them to, to trade away um, and, and see if we can fill out the team a little bit better, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, below them. And I think if, if that one person is going to be identified, I think it would probably be Brandon Ingram, but you know, you've also got Zion and in his sort of even earlier this year made comments about it's hard to buy in things like that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and so there's been that question mark. I don't think you want to give up Herb Jones because he's just an amazing fit on this team and a big reason why you, you, you are good defensively. So, so yeah, there, there's still questions for sure, but, but yeah, I think this, this stretch, uh, you know, has shown that, yeah, they just, just the star power and the depth alone, um, uh, you know, make, makes this team uh, pretty, pretty dangerous. And yeah, I, I just, I would love to see that energy again, where you got fucking, uh, you know, the, the grand theft Alvarado happening in playoff games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would just love to see it. So I hope they can, they can keep it all together and, and, and keep playing well. Well, to move on, uh, Jordan, uh, a guy uh, that, that's really been stepping up and playing well since returning to action recently, uh, a, a person who, I mean, I don't think either of us really was expecting to see, uh, you know, break out this season. But, uh, you know, and who knows? It's, a, it's only been four games. So let's not, uh, you know, get too, too, too horny yet. But 
Jalen Johnson of the Atlanta Hawks. My goodness, this guy has been falling out. Uh, 22 years young. I mean, he was so good, Jordan. I almost wanted to give him a big dog of the month in December. Yep. He only played three fucking games. Yep. Uh, that, that's how good this guy was. You know, 6'8", he doesn't really look it. Uh, he has been just a beast for uh, the, the Atlanta Hawks so far. Uh, you know, coming off of a, a great performance and a big win against the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder on Wednesday night, uh, dropping a, a, just, just a light 28 points and seven boards three assists to go along with four steals in only 29 minutes. Uh, insane stats from this guy. Uh, Jordan, over his last four games played, he's averaged 19.5 points and 11 boards, 3.8 assists, and uh, you know 1.3 steals to go along with it. If they can get him to keep playing like this, whatever he's on, he's just got to keep taking it. I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, but yeah this he probably is got exactly drug what- tested. Last mm-hmm, night, a hundred percent. Random drug test just happened to be there yet last yeah. night. But for real, if this kid can keep playing at the level he's playing at, uh, this is what the Hawks have been looking for for so long to pair up with uh, Trey Young. Like they still got the Jante Murray, and you know he's still kind of that uh, bubble All Star caliber player. But since they got him from the Spurs, he hasn't been you know uh, I, I wouldn't say any, any kind of an elite level. Uh, yeah. You know, Clint Capella has been a, a one dimensional center. Uh, they they've had. Cam Reddish bust out of there. Uh, you know, DeAndre Hunter has been serviceable, but I mean, he's a poor man's OG Ananobi at the end of the day. Uh, you know, they, they, they've had so many guys they've tried and none of them have really prevailed. But Jalen Johnson might finally be that diamond in the rough, you know, 20th overall pick uh, in 2021. I'm excited for this kid if he can keep this up, Jordan. Again, I'm not trying to get over, uh, over my head on this one, but uh, the last couple games, he's just been electric and he's just getting better and better after every game. Yeah, it was fucking insane. Like, he's throwing down dunks. He's dunking on people, but he's also, you know, mm-hmm. shooting it from the outside well. You know, he's he's over yep. over 40%, uh, you know, from, from three on this on, on the season so far. Uh, yep. Yeah, 40, 41 41% from three and 59% from the field, man. Yeah, no, he's, he's killing it. And and way on way more, you know, more than double his shot attempts. Like, that, that that's what you love to see, too. I mean, the first couple seasons in the league, uh, you know, didn't, didn't really play too much, but, but again, now, now up to 30, 30 minutes per game, um, just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, incredibly efficient stats and, 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 and just impacting the game in a bunch of different ways. Like, uh, and, and, and you had mentioned, you know, in the running for big dog of the month, cause you know, eight boards per game, uh, so far this year, 15 points, uh, just, uh, you know, I think you mentioned it there, just, uh, in, in, incredible stuff. And yeah, he's, he's kind of what the vision for DeAndre Hunter was, you know, pairing him mm-hmm. with, with Trey Young, like this big wing. I think, you know, DeAndre Hunter was more of a defensively focused guy, whereas, uh, you know, Jalen Johnson, okay on that end. He's, he's, he's pretty good and, and has held up, especially, you know, in the, the steals categories, he's, he's been good. Uh, I think he can improve on that end for sure with, with, you know, the, the, his size, I think he can get even better, but um, you know, that, in terms of what he brings offensively, he's blown out of the water. Anything that uh, DeAndre Hunter has even done up to this point, DeAndre Hunter just had way more chances. Uh, and and Jalen Johns just, yeah, throughout this entire season has been amazing. And when he went out, the Hawks looked so much worse. When he's actually been in the lineup, the Hawks look like, you know, they – they, they, they can win. They can, they can compete with almost anyone in the league. I mean, they, they, they still kind of run up the score, uh, you know, and, and play no defense, uh, you know, as a team, but um, you know, that, that w- when he's been out there, they, they've just looked amazing. And yeah, what, what a, what a steal at 20, if he can sustain this, um, you know, uh, and, and, and yeah, per, perf- the perfect kind of fit next to Trey young. Um, I, I, I just, I'm almost mad that the Hawks were able to find someone like this 
mm-hmm. um, because you know it, it's it's kind of fallen out of the sky for them on a team that really probably didn't deserve uh, to get such a good young player. But and you're right, you know it, it's it's early. It hasn't been a full kind of put together season with this, but um, it sure looks like they they've got a hell of a player on, on Trey Young's timeline. Um, you know, on that still on that rookie scale contract, so you don't have to worry about paying him just yet. Uh, it's uh, it's it's looking like as you said, got a bit of a diamond in the rough here. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, it might be able to even change the way that the Hawks build going forward because, mm-hmm. you know, you've got these other guys, you've got so many, they've rotated through so many different fucking wings trying to find someone who sticks. Sadiq Bay, they, they picked up last year. They've still got Bogdanovich. Uh, they've, they've got all these guys they've been desperately trying to get to work. If you know you've got something in Jalen Johnson, maybe you can make a trade here, ship out some of those guys. I've been saying the Hawks need to, do some sort of consolidation trade forever uh, and and maybe get a, a a better big man in there. Maybe you move one of Capella or a Kongu. That's another log jam you've got. I think with this kind of breakout stretch by, by, by uh, JJ uh, it, it's can maybe provide a little bit of clarity and some, some consolidation for the Hawks um, mm-hmm. and, and maybe they can actually fill this roster out a little bit better uh, and, and a little bit more, you know, around Trey young, and his strengths and weaknesses. So um, that, you know, it, it can have kind of a trickle down effect uh, on the team beyond just what he brings to the table. But, but yeah, I mean, th- there's literally no, uh, I don't think you can overstate uh, how awesome he's, he's been. And yeah, capped capped in this game where they go out and beat the thunder who had been the hottest team in the league, beating everyone from the Celtics to the wolves, to the nuggets, uh, mm-hmm. Atlanta, you know, actually got out to a big lead against them, kind of let it ba- let them back into it uh, later on in the game, but uh, uh, a hell of a win. Um, and and so so yeah, this this is interesting for for a Hawks team that's been underwhelming uh, so far this year. It's very interesting that he's uh, putting together this stretch. Well, Jalen Johnson, we got our eyes locked firmly on you, Big Dog of the Month, January, yep. uh, early yeah, favorite. Yeah, it's it says for the taking, really. Uh, just yep. keep it going, and we'll give it to you. Uh, not a lot of guys hitting the boards at six eight like that, uh, especially not twenty two years old. Uh, inspirational yep. stuff. Uh, props to you uh, uh, over there, uh, Double J. But uh, to to cap off the podcast, Jordan, more of a sad story, more of some sad news to to finish it off. But we're gonna be grateful. We're gonna remember him and and fond light. We're just gonna shed some love mm-hmm. for uh, our our boy Tricky Rubio, Ricky, really? uh, the Spanish Pistol Pete, man. Uh, I, I mean, it, it, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, officially, uh, you know, after taking a mental health leave in the offseason, uh, Ricky Rubio uh, is officially retired from the NBA, uh, being bought out by the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, calling it quits uh, after, you know, uh, several, I believe it was 11 seasons in the NBA. Uh, yeah. I mean, this was a guy who, uh, I mean, Jordan, for me, when I remember when I was, again, we've talked about before, you know, in those like, late 2010 or late uh, 2000s uh, early 2010s you know uh the right right around you know when we were starting to really get into the the game of hoops this was one of those guys that i remember seeing coming up uh you know his prospect this kid from spain that could just make every single pass he was electric he was flashy yep. he had all these intangibles that just made him a, a must-see attraction and you know that was one of those first prospects i was like wow that guy is just unbelievable i'm so excited to see what he turns out to be and obviously, you know, maybe he didn't quite live up to the hype completely. You know, some uh, good seasons, some solid seasons. You know, I, I wouldn't say he really was ever a bad NBA player, but obviously the shooting wasn't quite there. The offensive uh, scoring ability was never his forte. But one of the best yeah. pass, passers that, uh, you know, the, of the modern era, I, I would go as far as to say, you know, every team he went yeah. to, he contributed to, uh, you know, made made an impact. And 
you know, I, I, it's sad to see him go, especially only at 32 years of age. And, uh, you know, especially if he's citing, you know, uh, mental health, uh, issues, uh, you know, it seems like based on what he said, uh, you know, maybe some, uh, some depressive thoughts, some, uh, some scary thoughts on his side, uh, that, that kind of led to this. So, well, you know, we're wishing the best to, to Ricky Rubio in, uh, you yeah. know, his future yeah. endeavors, but I mean, as a player, uh, you know, uh, one, one of the best guys to watch, uh, you know, always puts on a show for the fans. Yeah. Yeah. I, I same with me. It was one of the first guys, uh, yeah, kind of overseas guys, young prospects who you hear about a couple years out before they actually make the jump to the NBA and like kind of, uh, you know, Luca before Luca, like this young, super young kid who was already playing in the men's league, men's leagues yep. in Europe. Uh, you know, you hear about hit like hitting these insane like half court shots, having these insane stat lines could make any pass from any angle, just, you know, speedy, all these things. And I remember there was like an NBA TV commercial too, where he, uh, I, I think he had already come over to the Timberwolves, but you know, it was, you know, very early on they had, you know, like, uh, Spanish music playing in the background and just him running up and down the court. It was, it was, it was hype. It was electric. Uh, and you know, it was it, th- those teams when, when he was on the wolves with, with Kevin love, um, and uh, he was awesome on those teams, uh, Timberwolves teams, him and Kevin Love, uh, you know, for a few years, you know, they, they weren't very good, but you know, it was, it was exciting. And, and yeah, in he, fact, he, Kevin Love and him were electric. It was One of awesome. my favorite duos were on. Uh, it was, it was, it was awesome. You, you throw in, uh, Nikola Pekovic. I'm trying to remember, uh, mm-hmm. old, old mm-hmm. Timberwolves Slumlord. players from, from that, uh, from that era. But, uh, yeah, Ru- Rubio, uh, was as it Shabazz you say, Muhammad shows yes. some love. Yeah. Oh, uh, who was it? Oh my God. What's my boy name? Wiggins, man. Come on. Wiggins, kicking around uh, a little Wiggins, bit there. of course. Um, uh, Chase Buttinger, who he's who mm-hmm. I was thinking yes. of. Yeah. Yeah. He was Good fun. One. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you, as you say, didn't fully live up to the hype as like, you know, this, this star guard, whoever, you know, was thought of as one of the best in the league, but you know, in terms of the, you know, the, the passing, the, the highlight real plays, he was great. And I think he did a great job as his career went on of getting better as a shooter, getting better as a, a team kind of leader and getting better as a defender. And by the time he went and joined Phoenix, that was the first time, you know, next to Devin Booker, but the year before Phoenix actually got good. I think that was the bubble year uh, that, mm-hmm. uh, or, or the first part of that bubble year, at least, I think he might've gotten hurt or something, but you know, he, he went uh, and, and, and I was just super impressed with how much he had matured as a player and, and just gotten better at, as a, yeah, as I say, kind of a, a, a lead guard on a good team. So shout out Ricky. Uh, no, that's, that's all not even to mention his international career, which is very decorated, you know, all his games with Spain that he's played. I hope that maybe, you know, a little bit of a break here, as you say, he's still only 32. He's still got some time. I, I hope even though he's done with the NBA, maybe he can, you know, pick it back up and, and play with the Spanish national team again, maybe play yep. overseas. Hey, he's, uh, because, he's, he's uh, room for I'd a comeback if he ever wanted to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, I hope, I hope, uh, you know, he goes, enjoys his time off, you know, does what he needs to do, spend time with his family, all that stuff, but, Mm -hmm. uh, would still love to, to see him, uh, lace it back up, uh, a little bit more if, 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 if he can. Well, everybody, uh, go have a, a glass of, uh, of Spanish, a Spanish red for, for our boy, Tricky Ricky, uh, tonight. That's your homework uh, as well as following big Doug ball talk, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook for the old heads. At Big Dog Ball Talk, give us a follow. Uh, you know, we want to get you guys. Uh, you know, giving us your hottest takes. We want to hear from you guys. We want to get you featured on the podcast. We want to talk to you. We want to interact with you. We want to have friends outside of us. Uh, no. You know, it's hard to be a, a two man pack of dogs. Uh, we want to expand this into a full <laughs> yes. uh, full hound, uh, yes, full yes. hound house here. But yes. uh, 
This has been Big Dog Ball Talk. Matt Eichhorn and Jordan Flegel. And as my good friend Jordan always says. I saw your name on that Epstein list that got released, Matt. Naughty my naughty. name? Me? Yeah. And Alex is Jeffrey too. Epstein? They were next to each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The accountant? Yeah, nice try. <laughs> the New York financier? Um, so uh, that's not good, Matt. You're going to have to answer to your crimes one day. Um, uh, but, Man, uh, if I had enough money to go to the Epstein Island, I would have enough money to cover that up, I would think. I would think most true. of these people. Like, uh, I, I, have you really been able to see what uh, all these names here, man? No, I feel like I'm seeing more fake ones, and then people were saying the site it was posted on was crashing. I know. I, I, who, who knows? Uh, it, it's too much for me to keep up with. Uh, Bill Clinton was there. That's that's all I really That's know. what I hear, yeah. Bill Bill and Hill, uh, you guys are going to gonna burn. Uh, and Donald <laughs> J, uh, you do three. Uh, you know, you're just some bad apples, but I mean, uh, there's probably some other uh, war crimes these guys have committed uh, yeah, that uh, yeah. people should also be concerned about. But we're going to look past that one. Uh, this is still <laughs> a good one to uh, focus on. So uh, if you're on Epstein's list, you're not a big dog. Go no. fuck yourself. There we go. See you guys on Monday.